You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delaney Williams and I'm joined today by Maggie Bertram. Hey Maggie. Hey. Hey, so we have been in Unit 17 the last few weeks and we are in the last session of this unit, which means it's a big truth session. With the big truth session, it's the last session of every unit. Um, go ahead and tell our listeners what our session title is today and where it can be found. Yeah, so our session title is God Can Always Be Trusted, and we are reading from Jeremiah chapter 31. Right, so we're going to be in the book of Jeremiah this week. And so I do want to make sure to point out that we're in Jeremiah this week, and then next week in Unit 18, we'll be back in Esther. Just to help our listeners know, thinking, okay, we're in Jeremiah, now we're back in Esther. That is planned. That's what we, we plan to do. And so for the big idea for this session, we want to remember that God brought his people back to Jerusalem just like he promised. So after 70 years in Babylon, King Cyrus sent God's people back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. God also used King Cyrus to give his people whatever they needed. When their neighbors tried to stop their work, God sent prophets to encourage them and give them hope. God's plans could not be stopped, and the people eventually completed the temple. So in this session, we'll continue to learn that God can be trusted because He is truthful. And so the Christ connection for this session is God's words brought hope to God's people because His words were true. God can always be trusted. Jeremiah told about a day when God would forgive sin and change people's hearts. Jesus' death and resurrection provides forgiveness of sins. Through Jesus, we have new hearts and life with God forever. Now we'll go ahead and move along to the part of our episode where we talk about specific activities that may need a little extra prep time or have some special instructions. So I'll go ahead and talk about a couple with our preschool resources. And so with our younger preschool, there's an activity called Make a Word Rubbing. Leaders, as you're preparing for this activity, you'll see there's specific instructions about placing the magnetic letters on the cookie sheet and then even taping the paper down before the child starts to do the rubbing with the crayons. And just wanna remind you, that the tape, just if you do that lightly, it will help keep the letters in place. And so it does work to be able to have the imprint of the letters come through on the paper. Also, as a reminder, it's okay if the letters aren't in a straight line all the way across, one may be up above the other, something like that. As the children are doing this activity, their hands may move them a little bit, and that's okay. Remember, this is more about the process and And as they're doing this activity, you connecting the Bible story for them to it and talking about trusting God. And so another tip may be that teachers, it may be helpful for you to actually hold that cookie sheet for them while they are are using the crayon on the paper to make the imprint. That may be easier for them as well. 
So then in our younger preschool and older preschool resources, the mission activities for in both of those resources is called Make Plum Blossom Art. So this is gonna be really fun, Maggie. So they're gonna it's it's like they're making a print, a floral print, if you will, a plum blossom print. But they're using plastic bottles to do that. And so you may think, hey, we have some of the two liter bottles that have the little bumps on the bottom of it, you know, indentions, and that would make a beautiful, beautiful plum blossom. However, I know many people may not have two liter bottles and they're thinking, I'm going to have to go and buy, you know, no, you don't. Think about, are there some maybe eight or 16 ounce bottles or any, any type of plastic bottle like that would be able to be used. And the thing you do want to remember is that you want the bottles to have the little bumps on them, if you will. You know, Maggie, we were talking about in the beginning. Okay, what's the best way to describe them? But, you know, they may have five or six bumps rather than the smooth bottom of the bottle because if it has the bumps, then it's actually going to make the, the art and look more like the plum blossom than a... Even some of those tiny water bottles... Oh, that's a great point. And that might be better for the little hands. Right, right. That's a great insight, especially for those younger preschoolers. And like you said, it's going to be easier for them to hold it and to to do that activity. So that's great. Those are the preschool activities I wanted to highlight. And then if you'll go ahead and talk about the kids. Sure. All right. So for our younger and older kids, our missions activity or one of the activity choices is missions tic-tac-toe. And it goes along with our missions for this unit. And it is to create a tic-tac-toe grid on the ground using masking tape or painter's tape. A way to simplify this activity would be to use a dry erase board and to just use a dry erase marker and create a tic-tac-toe board on the board. Yeah, that was right. I'm also tongue-tied. Um, See, who and then, knew? We, we developed tongue twisters as well. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then just write the X or the O on the board for the team who is the first to find the verse. That also is a little bit tricky to say. And then for kids worship, we have a group activity called Herding Sheep. This looks like a really fun activity and it requires each kid to have a fly swatter. So if you don't happen to have that many fly swatters, or if you don't want to purchase that many fly swatters, there's a couple other options. So you could use paper towel tubes and you could have the same effect, or you could give each kid a piece of firm cardstock in place of the fly swatters. Basically, you just need something for each kid to have to swat balloons on the ground. So there's, you know, just something. You know, Maggie, how about like even newspaper? If you fold that oh, yeah, up, absolutely. Like, roll you know? up newspaper. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely don't have to buy something for this. There's definitely other options out there, to, but this is going to be a fun activity, so you won't want to miss out on this one. And then for midweek, our group demo is called Hobbies for God. And so this demo includes interviewing one or two church members on a hobby that helps them connect with God. So if there is someone in your church who has an interesting hobby that helps them connect with God but is unable to attend your class, don't count them out send them some questions and then ask them to record a short video and send it to you and then show the kids that video in class. That's the beauty of the technology that we have access to these days. And so even if they're not able to be there in person, there's still ways for the kids to learn from them. 
I love that. That's a great idea and a great way to connect with the kids and connect with other people as well. So those sound like some fun activities for our kids' resources as well. So Maggie, let's go ahead and talk about what excites us about this session, about God can always be trusted. And I'll go ahead and start and talk about, you know, throughout this unit, we have talked about God can be trusted. You know, our big picture question and answer is, can God be trusted? <laughs> and we've answered it each and every week. And, and I think especially with this session, the Big Truth session, it's like we, we go even deeper into that concept. And so I'm excited about this session from the aspect of two, the whole concept of God being truthful, the concept of trust. That That's a hard concept if you think about it. And and with preschoolers, they're learning, you know, what is true, you know. That's why it's important that we as teachers remind them that everything in the Bible is true, that it's not make-believe, it really did happen. Helping them understand that so foundational for what trust is, to understand that they can trust God, that God does what he says, he has done what he said he would do, and he will do what he says he will do. Yeah, and that foundation, like you said, is going to be especially important as they grow older because developmentally school-aged kids are, are starting to learn that not everyone in their life is trustworthy. And so they're learning who they can trust and who they can't trust, and that's a healthy thing for them to learn. And so as they are learning that, it's important for them to remember that foundation they learned as preschoolers and, and for us as leaders to reiterate that God is always trustworthy and that he is the ultimate definition of trustworthy and that he always tells the truth. And so um, it is so important for us to um, remind our elementary kids of that and, and teach that and show that that is true every chance that we get with them. Right. And you know, Maggie, I think as you were sharing that, I was thinking about how the world is going to tell them something different than in the Bible. And they're going to say that isn't true. And so especially in that, that elementary age, they're having to decipher and distinguish what is true. And so they're hearing from people. They're thinking, okay, well, this is in the Bible. This is true. And so like you were saying, it's so important that we reiterate it to them. And we help them understand, how do you know that God can be trusted? And through these Bible stories, these are great examples. And, and allowing the boys and girls to ask those hard questions sometimes. But I think it is important that we remind them that, you know, you can trust God with everything. And not everyone's going to trust Him, but this is why we trust Him. Well, thank you so much, Maggie, for joining the podcast for unit 17 always appreciate your insight and also thank you for everything you do on the team for gospel project with editing our resources and work closely with our other team members leaders and teachers we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids in preschool Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.